The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. We are so lucky this morning. We have two very amazing guys with us, Gary Malkin and Bruce Cryer. They are the co-founders of a new project called What Makes Your Heart Sing. Now, these two are pretty, have pretty interesting backgrounds, and how they found each other I, I'm very curious about. Um, Gary is an award-winning composer, speaker, and educator, and dedicated to making a difference in the world. Uh, Gary has, is a friend of Leading Conversations, has been here before, and uh, we couldn't wait to have him back. Bruce Cryer is the former CEO of HeartMath, and currently the global director of HeartMath Healthcare. And we're going to have him tell us a bit about HeartMath. And he's also a mind-body consultant to the Sam Willey Institute. And he is, has a very interesting take on what good health is and how to get there. Gary and Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's great to be here. It's great to have you both here. Now, okay, so I want to know where you are. You're not sitting in the same room, are you? Nope. No. <laughs> I'm in Mill Valley, California at a friend's house. Okay. And I'm in the Santa Cruz Mountains, not too far from you, Cheryl. Oh, all right. So we've got the Northern California gang here, which is, it's a lovely day here in the Bay Area. Um, and what a beautiful place to be creative, you know. And I think the, the Northern, Northern California, the Bay Area, is filled with creative people, including um, people who are traveling back and forth to L.A., I hear, Gary. And, um, and so I'm, I'm really curious to learn more about this project. So, Bruce, I want to start with you for a minute. You are the former CEO of HeartMath. Some of our listeners may not be familiar with HeartMath. Can you just give us a little synopsis of what it is? Sure. HeartMath is a really cool organization that began in 1991 to research tools and scientifically validated methods that could reverse the stress problem that many people are facing in the world today while at the same time encouraging overall healing, optimal health, wonderful living, inspired performance, et cetera. And uh, I had the good fortune to be part of the founding team back in 1991, and over the last 22 years, we've won many awards for technology we've developed. It's a type of biofeedback that helps us helps people see what's happening in their heart from the standpoint of stress and, and correct it and transform it and uh, develop programs for education, for corporations, for healthcare systems, for average everyday moms and dads and students and aging folks and people and health issues, et cetera. So it's been a really 
great practice over the last 20 plus years that I've been fortunate to be part of. That is pretty amazing. And, you know, 25 years ago, um, when you think about what technology was then and where you are now, it's vastly different. But what's most curious to me is that way back when the whole concept of um, the mind-body connection was not very well received, and today it's much more commonplace. Even though I know it's, there's still a struggle to get some people to see it, but I, I really <laughs> I love what um, you guys are up to. So, Gary, you are an award-winning composer. You, I have heard your music. I have experienced you um, in you know, real time. I, you're an amazing producer of events. How did you find Bruce? How did you guys get together? <laughs> well, actually, it's quite an amazing story. And, and if you go to the website, actually, uh, if those of you who are listening, you'll be able to see a little film about it. But, but in short, we found ourselves as roommates. Uh, I was a sophomore at Oberlin Conservatory, and I, I went over to the college side, and Bruce was my roommate, and he was quite disappointed because he had a room all to himself until I joined him, and that was 40 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, I, I had a very strong connection with him. Um, I jokingly say that, you know, I'm the New York Jew that's all over the place, and, and he's this, you know, contained uh, New York wasp, if you will. I don't know. <laughs> but, it, but we actually made a forged a very strong friendship. And uh, when he was doing hard math, I was doing something similar with music in terms of music and immersive media for stress reduction and for health and wellness and for recharging and dealing, uh, dealing with uh, burnout. And I kept on saying, Bruce, there's a way for us to work together. I just know it. And, and, uh, and he was very interested, but as you can hear by his dossier, extremely engaged in launching what has become a globally acclaimed uh, company that has established itself as a real um, important force in establishing the validity of the health and wellness movement. And so that's how we met. And uh, there's a whole story about that that I think Bruce should share. Bruce, why would you take it up? Yeah, yeah. Gary's right. Um, having a private room is really nice. <clears throat> but getting to meet Gary and then the friendship that's ensued over 40 years has been an amazing, uh, amazing experience, especially the last few years. And um, the reason I, my role changed at HeartMath from CEO to a, a, a global role around healthcare is that I went through my own healthcare experience. It lasted about two years. It involved a series of pretty serious issues from cancer to staph infections to finally needing both hips replaced. I was a dancer in my youth that, combined with some genetic issues and other issues, forced, uh, forced me to do a pretty, pretty uh, big step to place both hips in a couple years back. And going through that whole series of things over about a two-year period was pretty sobering, obviously, and gave me a lot of time to think and ponder about what I wanted to do when I got healthy again, which I remained hopeful would, would in fact, happen in spite of this me a thing. And uh, as I started to kind of recover and feel better from the whole process, I began to realize, well, what, are you, what do I really want to do once I'm really healthy and feeling useful and energetic again? And more and more, I began to feel like um, doing some new projects and, and music kept coming back, but I had neglected it. I had been so involved in music as a kid and then performed professionally in New York and the Broadway stage for a number of years in the 70s and really loved that life. Uh, those, that way, the form of expression, I should say, and, and little by little, I started to say, boy, I really wish I could have music again in my life. 
And a couple of things happened. I'll bore you the, the details right now, but the insight finally came. Call Gary or text him, which I did Christmas a year ago, and a half ago. And uh, and so we began to just work together, spending some weekends together, and <clears throat> realizing we had so much in common, more than we had each realized, and how our prayers had unfolded. And more and more we realized we had a, a very interesting story to share and some some talent to share, some creativity, some creative expression to share. And out of that collaboration over many weekends up in Marin County emerged what we now call What Makes Your Heart Sing. And it's a whole process that we've developed that will involve TVs and live keynote performances and and a community that's building on Facebook and around the world. And it's a whole kind of a movement, really, to let inspiration become a, a stronger part of our life, however we are inspired, whether that's poetry, photography, nature, kids, pets, gardening, whatever it may be, bring inspiration and love of beauty into our lives in a more meaningful and practical way. So that's a little bit about how we got together. That's great. I love that you have this long history. And I have to admit, I never would have guessed that you, Bruce, were a former actor and singer and dancer on Broadway. Um, you know, as I, I work with a lot of CEOs um, of, of corporations in my field of executive coaching, and I don't think about um, CEOs having been former dancers on Broadway. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe this world would be a better place if a few more of them were, you know? <laughs> right? Well, you know, Cheryl, what we realized was that that I've often felt like the arts uh, is, is regarded in the culture like um, the garnish, the parsley on the plate, and then, you know, the meat and potatoes, finance, academia, you know, all the things that uh, everybody knows are really serious and important are the important things in life, right? right. Well, what both Bruce and I realized was that beauty, as it's expressed through the arts, is getting short shrift because the you know our passion and our joy and our love and our and our desire and our willingness to be inspired turns out to be an important um, if you digestive enzyme if you will that awakens our humanity no matter what we're doing so you know we actually believe that you know finding what your true passion and joy is that which inspires you becomes like the ultimate vetting tool for where you belong in your life and how you can navigate your way through your work your job your relationships and turns out to be way more important than just uh, the garnish to the plate of life. How do you define beauty? Mm. Go for it, Bruce. You know, I think, well, of course, the platitude of beauty is in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? But um, Gary actually helped me see something about myself that in my own process of going through these various health crises and, and healing that that finally emerged, and I'm feeling great, by the way, cancer-free, I'm dancing, I've got a personal trainer, I work out six days a week, intensely, different, yeah, really different. And part of what kept me going was I developed, partly through some social media outlets, but also through iPhone technology, a tremendous love of taking photos and really enjoying beauty and capturing that and sharing that. And it was a thing that became very important to me in kind of keeping myself inspired but also realizing well, other people really love to see the photos I would take of wherever of wherever I was or the flower that I saw on my walk this morning or whatever it may be. And for me, um, just looking and seeing beauty in whatever, it, nature is certainly an incredible opportunity. 
but it, it can happen in all kinds of places. And it's not just about visual beauty, of course. It's about oral beauty and listening to things that are just touching and, and lovely and, and inspiring. And I think, and I think that really is the point, that it's something different for each person. And there's no one song that is universally loved by everybody. Some, there's bound to be somebody we can find that would hate it, right? So beauty is very much a personal experience. And it's not about just what other people like or what's defined or or uh, determined by experts as beauty, but it's what touches us and inspires us and makes us feel alive and awake in some way. Well. So that's really the idea. At the heart of what the message we're trying to get across is get in touch with that, whoever you are and whatever stage of life you're in. And find a see beauty wherever it may unfold. Is this a thing for you, Gary? You know, I... For the longest time before Bruce and I started this project, my way of defining, like when I was trying to distill down what my life commitment is, it was to creating through the power of beauty, and in my case, mostly music and media, um, through the power of beauty, create an experience of that holy moment when everything in your in your being comes together, your your heart, your mind, your spirit, your soul, your your body, into this moment of beyond the mind, beyond the experience that you could describe, right? And into that recognition of feeling connected to all things and feeling at, at, at one with and humbled by the, the, the mystery and the sense of in that, in relationship to that mystery, this sense of connection to all that matters and what matters to you. So, beauty for me is much more than a, a the traditional definition of visual beauty that aesthetically pleases the eye. Beauty is a kind of a state of resonance that drops into the transpersonal, the the larger than who we are as personalities. And I know that's a very you know esoteric definition of beauty, but it. It is the, the, the place that we go to that is um, so beautiful for humans to get to. And when we get there, we're connected. We're connected to ourselves and each other, and we make different decisions from that sense of awe and inspiration. So mm. it's my long answer. <laughs> well, you know, I, I appreciate that because I think most listeners um, would define it in both ways. I, I, I think that, you know, we look at nature, and it's almost universal that, that People respond so positively to nature and, and feel the beauty of nature and feel different when they are in nature than they do when they're, you know, sitting in their office or walking around the house. And yet there are, there's that other side, you know, I think about when people fall in love. You know, that's probably the most recognizable um, holy moment that people experience. It, right. it, it feels like it's beyond who they are. They have no power over that. It is happening in them. They're standing in it. And so, you know, I, mean, I, I think people can really understand those, both of those situations. And, you know, it, what is, what I'm curious about is how do you help people see this and how do you bring them to this point in this project, what makes your heart sing? One of the ways I think we've we've done it is we have done a number of live events, and that's really what kind of launched this whole process for us. Was I had been invited by Kaiser to speak to a group of their nurses and health professionals and physicians about my experience as a patient. They had been through a lot of you know, pretty dramatic things and somewhat harrowing at times, and uh, they, they they knew about heart math, they knew about my experience in in working around emotional management and stress reduction. 
I might have a unique perspective to share with their health professionals. And then along the way, we decided that rather than just me talk, it would be much more interesting for Gary to be involved, for us to have music, for us to bring what inspires us to the discussion, not just me talk about stuff. And uh, we brought multimedia, and we brought slideshows, and we brought um, stories of how the heart has been perceived in the world's great spiritual and healing traditions, and many elements, including live songs that Gary and I performed. And so part of what we were intending to do was, through our own life, for our own life examples, through sharing what inspired us, and asking them to ask themselves the question, what, what makes your heart sing? And it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It could be something very simple. It could be, we have people on our, on our Facebook page saying, what makes my heart sing is my husband brought me coffee this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be some huge philosophical thing either. And I think that's part of what we're trying to help people get in touch with. Is it can be a daily practice and a daily joy to kind of ask right. yourself that question and, and find it for today. And uh, it's not just about uh, changing your life and, and just following your bliss or something like that, although that's certainly what a lot of people need and want to do. But it's also about the daily, uh, deeper level of gratitude for lot easier when you're in your joy or your passion or your purpose, right? Oh, yeah. And, and so I, I feel like we're really kind of reverse engineering the state of joy that Bruce and I have found working together. And, you know, you don't often see two men loving beauty, loving quotes about, you know, beauty and loving, loving music and singing and all this. It's quite antithetical to the stereotype of the man in the culture. And we find it, um, it's just authentic for us to share this joy that we're having. And by looking at what we're going through, we're the kind of in the um, Petri dish saying, you know what, there's something here. There's something larger that's more than meeting the eye that has relevance in corporate culture, in healthcare, in, in life itself, in simple ways like Bruce was saying each day. And, and, and we, we think that, that the apparent simplicity of what makes your heart sing is actually quite profound as a vetting tool for thriving and wellness and success. So, so we're kind of exploring for ourselves and um, looking at different modalities, different ways of self-identifying where you are in the spectrum of whether you're living in your passion and your joy. And, um, and we're, we're very much in creation mode right now around answering that question that you've asked. Uh, Cheryl, we have, we have, we have more to explore with Gary and Bruce when we come right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa 
Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and we are speaking with two of my new favorite guys, Gary Malkin and Bruce Cryer, and we're talking about the project, What Makes Your Heart Sing, that they co-founded, and their story, I love your story, you guys, you know, how you met so many years ago and had an experience of, you know, becoming really great friends and and having this background in the music world and in the entertainment world, you know, where, um, you know, we, we tend to believe that the way to get creative and get in touch with our heart, et cetera, is to get in touch with the arts, you know, to really connect to nature, connect to the arts. And what I'm hearing you say is that you don't have to be out in the woods. You don't have to be in a beautiful garden um, in order to do this work. And so I'm wondering what it's like for you when you are doing some of these live events. Because some of these live events are in big venues, right? You know, hotels or conference rooms, uh, etc. And you may not even be close to nature. There may be some flowers in a vase. <laughs> and so, and here you are in the middle of L.A. or New York, and, and yet you are now supposed to inspire people to move into a place where they are uh, feeling that resonance you were talking about earlier, Gary. What happens for you as you are trying to teach this, trying to create this? What's it like for you? Mm. I'm deferring to you first, Bruce, because uh, I, I know that you take <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, I think one of the things about Gary and, and myself is that we had done a lot of performing over the years, a lot of performing. And uh, for me, while my career in performing lasted only about five or six years in New York, I have done thousands of presentations and keynotes and led workshops and facilitated groups. And Gary has been performing for most of his life, uh, and, and for one group or another. And so I think both what both of us know and love is first connecting with an audience. So no matter what what uh, city they're in or what the, the room may feel like or look like, uh, connecting with them as personally as possible. It's not easy if you got 500 people in the room, but right. doing as best you can so that they feel connected to you as a person, not just as the being on stage or the singer on stage or the speaker on stage. And I think that's a big part of it is that once they feel uh, through that connection, their own heart opening in some ways, even if they're not thinking that that's, that they're calling it that, that that is a huge step in helping people then uncover what does inspire them. Because I think, I know for me along the process when there was so many dark moments in the healing journey that I had, you know, first of all, just hearing the, the T word, realizing, wow, that's me they're talking about, that's me with the big tumor, uh, right. you know, and hearing the staff word where it's just life-threatening, get to the hospital now, that was a sobering moment, <laughs> you know, there were a lot of those, mm-hmm. 
And oftentimes, um, inspiration was hard to find in myself, but I could find it in the care of someone else, someone else who is extending themselves in a loving way to me or in a compassionate way to me. And so I think that's part of what the gift that I think Gary and I both have in a way is, is that desire to connect with people in a personal way and to share openly what we've gone through. They're very different stories, but thoughts and parallels as well, uh, in hopes that something about what we've gone through and what inspires us today will resonate for them, or at least initiate a process for them that can lead to their own self-discovery. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Gary? Yeah, and I, I, I want to add to that, which is... You know, I I had an epiphany. Um, Bruce and I, I, I've had the great honor of being a, the guest artist for a HeartMath retreat that uh, Bruce facilitated last September in Umbria, Italy. And it was so much fun and such a revelation for both of us, really. That uh, And the role that I played was kind of a an immersive media DJ. So that um, what, what I've learned in the last number of years is that, um, we're living in a Cartesian conspiracy. And what I mean by that is, or, or, you know, we're just so used to the validity of words being enough. And, and, and what, what's happened is like the frog that's allowed itself to be boiled to death. You know, I don't know if you know that story where you put yeah. a frog in a, I don't know if anybody ever was dumb enough to do this, but if you put a frog in a pot of hot water and it jumps out, but if you put a, a frog in a pot of cold water and then incrementally heat the pot, that the frog will allow itself to be boiled to death. And I know it's a rather radical metaphor, but for me, it's actually quite accurate because yeah. my sensitivity, having been a composer and a musician my whole life, is that most people are walking around thinking they're connected to their hearts and their souls and their spirits, but actually they're in the normal parlance of just hyper-intellectual, hyper linear, rational thinking and calling it human interaction. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging that. That's all valid. But I feel like right now we're living in a, a time of integration of the heart and a whole, at a profound level. So the revelation I had at this retreat last September, and we're going to do another one in June, actually, um, where we're actually overtly converging the arts with heart math in a new way. But the, but the revelation I had was that heart math talks about this thing called coherence. Um, and Bruce can tell you more specifically how they define it. But there were two quadrants and the one that's, uh, of coherence and the one that everyone associates with coherence is deeply relaxed, deeply stress-free, in a meditative state of, of alignment and all this. But, but HeartMath says that there's another quadrant of coherence that has to do with being in your joy, in your passion, in your aliveness, in your connectedness. And, and I had a revelation when I saw that. And I went, Bruce, that's the quadrant what makes your heart sing is leading us to. It's a state of coherence that connects joy and passion and purpose. And I, that's when I started to think, my God, there's, there's some gold in them, their heels, because of the spiritual movement that associates stress reduction with being calm and meditative. And, you know, so I, that's, what I, that's what we're all about, and that's, that's what excites me, is exploring that new terrain of converging those two realms. Does that make sense, Cheryl? 
It absolutely does. And my, I have to tell you, when you said you were in Umbria, Italy, I thought, well, uh, hello, you know, where, where, what country in the world would we find more heart-filled people, people who are more in touch with beauty and the arts than Italy? And Chris, <laughs> I'm a little biased because I, I background is Italian. And, um, you know, so, and I love being in Italy. I absolutely have that experience every time I'm there. I, I mean, it's yeah. like it's in the soil, you know. I just, I step foot in the country, and there it is. I feel it. I, I know. And Bruce, what do you want to, I'll let you speak. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying, Cheryl. I'd never been myself really until two years ago for the first of these events. So this year's the third math program we're doing, and it's coming up fairly soon, actually, it's the 20th to the 25th of June in Umbria, in a lovely, lovely villa uh, that's pretty much reserved for us for the for the week. And uh, when I first went to Italy, I was just not even, not one month since, um, it was just about three and a half weeks since I'd had my second hip replaced. I was still in a fair amount of pain and using a cane and, and uh, you know, traveling 12 hours to get to Italy from Northern California. It was a challenging time and lots of hills that I wanted to climb. It was not so easy. <clears throat> but the, just what you said about the earth and the, the, the air and the, the way that there is a savoring of life and a savoring of beauty in so many forms, uh, it's a very inspiring place to be. And, I mean, they have their own, their own challenges as a culture, as all cultures yeah. do. Yeah. But they really understand something about... Uh, the appreciation of beauty in so many of its forms. Yes, and connection, you know. I mean, that's something that is part of that culture. And I remember um, the very first time I was there you know, as a young woman, um, I, I just saw how people genuinely cared when they said, you know, ciao bella, you know, they, they were looking me in the eye and asking me how they, I was, and, you know, I mean, they wanted, they just stopped and talked, and it didn't matter if they were running to their next appointment or, you know, which of course is a, in this culture, our culture here in the U.S. or the Western culture, um, you know, it's a problem. People don't don't think that it's okay to be late for meetings, etc. But there, it was like, well, you know, people matter. You know, for lunch, we sit down, we talk, we make connection. And, and, you know, it seems to me that the work you're doing is trying to get people to that place where connection is what matters, right? Connection is the key. And whether it's connecting to your own heart or connecting to each other, um, and so let's talk a bit about that word connection because in today's parlance, connection typically has a lot to do with technology. Right. And, you know, people, you know, and, and poor Facebook, they always get, you know, called out, but it's their own fault. They got so big. Um, you know, it's, it's their, their success is, you know, about people feeling like they know another person or feel included, you know, as part of a group or a network. And it's almost like living life by sound bites. So how do you help people? Well, so, uh, let me not ask the question with an assumption. I'm, I have a bias, so I'll pull back. How do you um, view this? Do you view the, the Facebook culture as something that's going to help us move toward one another in the connection that you're talking about? 
I, I'm going to jump in here because I want to speak to uh, until I met Bruce. Actually, I mean, this sounds extraordinary, but it's true. Till I met Bruce, I was a bit of a snob around, uh, around the kind of connection that the internet and social media provided, which was, um, just, you know, there is the place where it's just so superficial or potentially could be so superficial and not, um, 3D, not, you know, not embodied, if you will. And, and so you can't beat that experience of being in resonance. Uh, you know, there's great science now around this field that we emit from our hearts that even HeartMath has, uh, has championed. So there's just nothing, you know, you can't replace the resonance and the frequencies that happen from being in, in touch with, connected to each other in person. However, I have to say, I watched Bruce wherever we go, and he takes a photograph, and he some, somehow changes it through Instagram, adds a beautiful quote in seconds, pulls down some cosmic footage from NASA, and suddenly, voila, he, through, it, through these means of, of amazing, inspiring quotes and beauty, Korea has created a culture on his, uh, through his blog, BruceCryer.com, and, his, and our website, What Makes Your Heart Sing. He, he literally, with these uh, ephemeral qualities that are beyond... The, the you know the the chit chat of social media, he's transformed it into a way in which people now rely on Bruce as being a source of that oh, that moment. You know that oh, oh my god, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. You know, and and I have to say he's really become a master in walking his talk around the power of beauty as a, as a catalyst for holy moments. And that's you know that's in many ways our goal. Bottom line is to use by whatever means necessary to cut through the culture's resistance to thinking that it's, you know, not dignified or not credible or not important. And I'm a big CEO of a company and I shouldn't look for those experiences. And we're all human beings and we all are looking for that aha moment. And I, I love how Bruce has managed to cut through the tendency for this format to be very superficial. So I'm, I'm that's my love song to Bruce. relevant 
to the business professional or the CEO or to the you know, high-level manager or whoever you are, you know. And I, what I want you to know is that I've seen this over and over and over again, is that when you're in the context of a gathering connection, even if it's online, and you create a moment, uh, a moment, like, you know, anywhere from between even one to five minutes, that honors the importance of the numinous. Numinous meaning that which we cannot explain, the mystery. And, you know, through beauty, access through some sort of, uh, some sort of remembrance of what's larger than us. It, no matter what the gathering, whether you're, you know, uh, the head of uh, a financial organization, that doesn't matter if humans are involved. I've noticed that just, one, just five minutes has this lasting capacity to change the context from which people are sharing, to be more engaged with our humanity rather than our, the, the, the speediness and the agendas and the strategies of the mind alone. And I believe a lot of what has gotten us into trouble in unsustainable paths on the planet is the, 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 the propensity for us to go with the speed of the mind without our emotional and spiritual intelligence as an equal pillar, you know, as an equal guide for what decisions we make and what words we share and what decisions we align on together. So I, I think it's ironic that something this important has become pejorative and almost judged as being something that's not as important. But to me, I think it's actually one of the most important integrative pieces of the sustainability movement and in helping us all become more balanced, connected, and integrated human beings. So I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, I so appreciate that. And, you know, what I'm finding is that leaders in organizations and leaders of political movements, everybody is beginning to feel the need for this, to feel that they are lacking this. So there's this awareness. And so when they do step into it, um, there is this sense that, oh, that, that's what I've been looking for. That feels good. And it, what's, what they say to me is, but it doesn't last. I want it to last. And mm. so, you know, in our next segment, I want us to talk about how you, we actually do make this sustainable in our lives. Beautiful. We'll be right back. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and we are speaking with Gary Malkin and Bruce Cryer today, co-founders of What Makes Your Heart Sing. All right, you guys, what makes your heart sing? Well, you know, a lot of things make my heart sing. Um, Talking to you today is making my heart sing. I just love this. Um, You know, sometimes I say to people, you know, it doesn't take much to make me happy. It just takes specific things, you know, just little things. And I can actually get into that space of feeling presence. Um, You know, I'm wondering, you know, how do we... How do we make this sustainable? You know, I mentioned last segment that a lot of my clients have glimpses, and then they say, but I can't hang on to it. I want to to stay in that space. How do you teach people to do that? Hmm. Well, I I, I know I have a few suggestions about that. Um, You know, one one of the great anathemas of our time is the speed that we're living. You alluded to that earlier in the first segment. Um, and so just taking breaths on a regular basis and slowing down is such an, a dramatic uh, contribution to the remembrance of who we are, you know. And so, but often we don't do that with just the breath. So I've developed a set of tools that are kind of like the aroma of beauty in the form of music. Um, so you tune your environment by having, I call a homeopathic musical soundtrack in your life where you inject a little bit of beauty audio-wise into your workspace or your home space, and it creates the aroma of empathy and compassion and mindfulness, and you actually are called to that state in a, in a way that helps you sustain it. Um, and then there are more overt practices, such as actually going and listening to something or doing a guided imagery uh, at 10 minutes a day to drop you into that <clears throat> mystery, you know. So there are a lot of intentional, what I would call digital pharmaceuticals, <laughs> That, that you can utilize that will take you into a space that is, you know, it is, after all, all energy. So, you know, the state of frequency that your attention goes to is a biochemistry component in your body. So how we tune our environments inside and outside is a very powerful way to create sustainability. So I've heard that there are different types of music touch different parts of us, different areas. Absolutely. And so do is it... Is it to the point of, like, different notes or different um, frequencies actually? That is a whole show unto itself. (laughs) Oh, good. We can do another one. (laughs) It's a rabbit hole. You can go as deep as you want to go. Because metaphysically, there's a whole way. And the the sound and healing movement is having an explosion right now because they're able to quantify through fMRIs and blood testing and different brain research. They're able to, you know, quantify things that are happening to us when certain notes, certain frequencies, certain tones, certain instruments. But um, the answer is yes to all of those things. And it's a very deep and long conversation. Um, But the bottom line is, how are you feeling? in response to what's going on around you, what music, what genre, what sounds. And uh, you track that and be sensitive and sensitize yourself to the things that make your heart sing. Well, 
and Bruce, the, the technology HeartMath has created um, could help you with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the messages that Carrie and I are constantly putting out in the talks that we do as well as through our Facebook connection, et cetera, is what's getting in the way of making your heart sink, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are the stresses in your life that are preoccupying all of your attention so that you don't have much energy left to uh, even listen to what makes your heart sing, let alone follow it? And so I think HeartMath made a tremendous contribution, not only in the creation of the simple tools and, and this pretty cool technologies, um, the latest of which, by the way, is an app for iOS devices, iPhones, iPads, and iPod Touches that allows your, your, your Apple device to give you instant feedback in a beautiful, really beautiful interface, giving you instantaneous uh, readout, if you will, on how to get more in that state of flow, more in the zone, more in that state of inspired uh, living. So the, the feedback dimension is a big part of it, too, when you can see that what you're focusing on, the things that you care about, the things that you're grateful for, uh, the music that inspires you and uplifts you, is having a measurable and, and immediate impact on your own physiology. That's mm-hmm. an inspiring thing to want to keep doing, right? Uh, so I think that's uh, I think a tremendous contribution HeartMath has made is in the and it's scientific validation of what people's inner experience has been. Many meditators, I include myself in the, in the discussion right now, struggled for many years, wondering wasn't really accomplishing much in this process. I still seem stressed in spite of all this time I'm spending meditating. And, and I think I just wasn't doing, the, doing it the right way at, at different points. But the message was uh, that I learned was that uh, the more we get in touch with our heart, we can kind of create a ongoing and more sustainable um, state that we can tap into as we need it to enrich and enliven our lives. And the fact that HeartMath is able to prove clinically what's happening in the heart and the brain and with immune function in other ways and show how that how organizations can benefit and how healthcare costs might come down and how productivity might go up. And all those kinds of benefits that HeartMath has been able to demonstrate over the years is, a, is another big piece of how to inspire you to do things that maybe take you out of your comfort zone or to feel like, wow, I have time for that. I'm spending almost three hours a day involved in a, a serious exercise now, and I, had, I was doing maybe 20 minutes a day up until three months ago. How am I, how am I finding the time to do all this, given the, my travel schedule? And, and the answer is I'm inspired to do it mm. because I've found benefit from it. And um, I think you know, inspiration is a wonderful thing, and what makes my heart sing is a number of things, and and it's keeping conscious of that. And I know that when I am fit, when I am energetic, as I'm using my body in dynamic ways on a regular basis, every other aspect of my life tends to also feel better because mm-hmm. I am more alive. <laughs> I'm more engaged with every aspect of, of yeah. my life. Yeah. So I decided I didn't think I would spend that much time a, a day, and part of that's travel time, unfortunately, to my to my health club. But um, the point of the story was that uh, when we get in touch with what really inspires us and all the different facets that we can feel inspiration, um, things can change much more dramatically than we might realize, and we can experience benefits that we might not have even dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And, and life sort of rearranges itself. I'm amazed how, much, how different my schedule is now that I have all this extra energy because I'm spending time dedicated to my own self-care and getting fitter and and uh, improving my health in those ways. So I have more energy. I have more clarity. So life is very different. 
And so everybody benefits because when you are then in front of people, you're more present to them. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Gary, what makes your heart sing? Well, I was thinking about um, that your, the exercise that I saw you facilitate at that conference we were at recently makes my heart sing, is going deeper into an authentic, intimate sharing space is one of the things that makes my tail wag like crazy. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing. Singing makes my heart sing. Um, and using the power of music as it comes through me and others as a connecting force for the unification of all of us. I, that, uh, that's what I live for, honestly, is the way music connects us is just so remarkable. I, I love thinking of it as like the last unregulated drug that takes us all into the oneness space. So that's mm-hmm. something that really touches me. And, um, well, that's obvious and, through your work. I mean, I see that, I hear that when I listen to you sing, whether it's in person or it is on uh, any one of your CDs. Um, you know, I love the sound of your voice, and I love the way you, even when I'm listening to a CD that, that you have recorded, I literally feel you reaching through the um, the music box, you know, and, and reaching uh-huh. That's true, so my Thank you. It is. It is very cool. It is really amazing, and I love that you guys are doing this together. Now, you know, I know that people are going to want to know a whole lot more about this. Um, we've come to the end of our show, so you know, I know that, um, and I would really recommend to listeners that you you actually go and buy some of this music that and the meditation CDs that have already been produced. Gary's done some and Bruce and Gary have done some. Um, right now, if I understand right, you guys um, haven't created your own store yet for this online, but you can get most of the products through uh, your website, GaryWisdomOfTheWorld.com. Is that right? Correct, yeah. We're going to establish a store on the WhatMakesYourHeartSing.net site, but it's not up yet. And all of the products, uh, except the one new series we're about to launch, uh, which is uh, What Makes Your Heart Sing, 10 Catalysts for Inspired Performance. And this is sort of forming the body of the work that we're going to be uh, sharing, hopefully in a book and all that stuff. And that will come out this summer. But pretty much all the things that I've created in the last 10 years are completely in support of coming into the state of recognizing, you know, connecting to your heart and recognizing what makes your heart sing. So you can go to wisdomoftheworld.com. And in particular, I want to point out that there's this device that is a guided imagery platform, and you use it uh, not only to listen, but also it has light and sound technology that offers biological benefits. And I do, it's called the New Reality Master Key. And if those of you are interested in sustaining and cultivating this deeper state of sensitizing to what makes your heart sing, that's a phenomenal tool that um, I would check out if you could on on our website, on my website. But uh, but definitely, we're excited about the new series that Bruce and I are, are creating. Bruce's voice is beautiful as a meditation giver, and we're excited about the series. We've we just finished our first first round. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. This is so lovely. It has been so great to have you both here. So, they, where can people go to learn more about this? If you want to just be inspired, come to our Facebook page. We're building a community. We're building a movement around what makes your heart sing, and it's very simple. Facebook.com forward slash what makes your heart sing, 
And uh, there's some stuff about what Gary and I are doing and the occasional photo of us performing or doing something, but a lot of it is inspirational pictures, inspirational messages, videos, etc. Um, we have a website, as Gary mentioned, whatmakesyourheartsing.net, and there you'll see some uh, short, short videos of Gary and myself both being interviewed and, and performing and, and sharing uh, what the spirit and message of this What Makes Your Heart Sing uh, practice is. And I think those are really great places to start. And Gary's site, wisdomoftheworld.com, is an excellent overview of, of the work Gary has been doing in healing and, and transformational music for many, many years. He mentioned my blog, too. Uh, BruceFire.com is, is is my personal blog, right? I do talk about what makes your heart sing, and I just share things that I feel like I want to share. But Bruce, well, I, I know we're getting to the end. I do want to say, for those of you who want a major jolt in aligning yourself to this technology as well as having a major jolt of inspiration, check out and consider coming to our Italia Italy retreat. It's uh, June 20th to 25th, and you can learn about it by going to where, Bruce? Pronto? What is the, the Italy tours? Yes, the webinar is, uh, sorry, the website is called italyseminars.com, italyseminars.com. And if you go to that homepage, uh, there is a, a, a mention of 20, 2013 and 2014 seminars. Go down there and you'll see the one for 2013, which is the HeartMath Workshop in Umbria. So italyseminars.com, and then you'll, you'll easily find the, this June's workshop in Umbria. And whoever you are, you know who you are. You deserve this for yourself. Give it to yourself and come to Italy and join us. I love it. I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. It has been a true pleasure. You have made my heart sing this morning, and I'm going to be singing all day long. So thank you. We'll have to have you back when you're, when all of your stuff is up and running. Thank you, Cheryl, for having we us. All right. Remember, everyone, to think big because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.